Welcome to our brand new podcast, Inside the Classroom. I am Stephen McNeil and I am delighted to be co-hosting this podcast with Russell Emery. On episode one on today's brand new podcast, we have the legend of Lindsay, Grant McKenzie. Delighted to have Grant with us. Just to give you um, a little bit of background about Grant, so um, he's obviously given me this information. He's, he's taught at Lindsay for 38 years. <laughs> Stephen, how old are you? I'm <laughs> 32. Thirty-two. No, I've there taught for thirty-eight years. I've only been at Lindsay for oh, only twenty-six years. So you've been at Lindsay for twenty-six. So you've taught for thirty-eight years. You've been at Lindsay. Where were you before that, Grant? Uh, before Lindsay, I was principal teacher of chemistry at a school called uh, North Kelvin Side Secondary in Glasgow. Not Kelvin Side Academy, but uh, North Kelvin Side, uh, just on Oban Drive, uh, Mary Hill Road. It's been yep. bulldozed now. Um, some of the kids used to call it NK or Nutter's Kingdom. So I was there for a couple of years. Uh, I was at Beauclair Academy in Bears Den for about eight years. And I started off at the Noon Grammar School uh, back in back in 82. Uh, strangely enough, though, I was my very first time I stood in front of a, a class uh, was at Lenzi Academy. And uh, my very first teaching practice as a student, I got Lenzi Academy. And uh, I remember walking up the front entrance to Lenzi Academy, had my shirt and tie on. First time I'd worn a shirt and tie in years and years. Because you got to remember, I'd been a student for five years. So I got this placement at Lindsay Academy, so I thought, put a shirt and tie on, looked like a teacher, walked up, and uh, the Janny stopped me at the front door and says, uh, where do you think you're going, son? He says, I'm, I'm going in, I'm a, I'm a teacher. Uh, pointing to my shirt and tie as if that would get me in. He goes, well, you're far too young uh, looking to be a teacher, no way. But eventually let me in, and uh, 39 years later, um, I'm back at Lindsay Academy, finishing right. off my teaching career last couple of weeks, so retiring in the summer. Nice, and uh, you describe yourself as a hard-working, well-organised, clever, likeable and funny guy. I also put modest as my last one. So, um, I, I don't know. Would other people agree with that? I think I'm hard-working. I'm hard-working. Am I well-organised? I think I'm pretty well-organised. Clever? <laughs> I must be. I must be. I must be clever. All teachers are clever. Everyone knows that. Likeable, funny? Well, that's obviously... Uh, down to other people. I don't know. Maybe they think he's an absolute idiot. He's full of it. But hey, who cares? That's the way I am. So, like, uh, if, you, if you weren't a teacher, Grant, what would you be? I know you used to be a paper boy, you said to you. And uh, yes, that was, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I, I was a long time ago. I was, I was a paper boy, obviously, when I was at, uh, when I was at school. So, you know, maybe, maybe when I retire, I, I, might, I might go back to that and deliver the, the local Eastern Bartonshire community magazine. And, you know, that maybe keep me busy. Um, when I was at finishing uni, my last year at uni, uh, I was thinking, well, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll do a PhD with a view of going into industry. But by the end of the year, I thought, do you know, I want to go out and get a job. I can't really be bothered doing another three years of PhD and stuff. So I thought, well, I'll do one year teacher training. Uh, it's a good qualification. It's under your belt. If I end up not teaching, who knows, but it's always something to fall back on. And... Uh, you know, I would say 30, 38, 39 years later, still still at it. Um, at various jobs as a student, uh, one of the jobs I had when I was at uni was uh, watching Central Station toilets. Um, <laughs> but there's plenty of stories about that. But I'll, I'll I'll save that for another for another for another night. You might need the bleeper if I started telling some of those stories. <laughs> so moving swiftly on. Um, uh, so Grant, as you know, as you were saying, you've got thirty years total teaching. Um, experience so what yeah. do you enjoy the most about being a teacher i would say basically i like working with young people 
I think that's what it comes down to. I like working with young people. If you don't like working with young people and you're in teaching, then you're in the wrong job. I mean, it's a hard job. It's a tough shift. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I've liked every single pupil I've ever met. Far from it. But in general, it's, 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 it's rewarding. Um, there's a real buzz about schools. You know, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, you're working with young people, you're trying to get them to achieve their potential, both in and outside the classroom. Uh, there's a buzz about the school, no two days are, are ever the same. It's busy, it's hectic, sometimes stressful. Uh, you get to work with colleagues, you know, guys like yourself and, and, and Russell and, you know, playing football on a Friday after, after school. There's tons of jobs out there where some guy's there and he works on his own all day at a desk, in an office, maybe in a call centre not really interacting with anything. So, I mean, I know teaching's probably not for everybody, but for me, I, I probably couldn't have picked a job that suited my personality. I mean, teaching, it's, you know, other aspects. It's not just about what goes on in the classroom, but outside the classroom. Uh, you know, you can have fun along the way as well. And um, plus the fact that the, the holidays are absolutely brilliant. You know, <laughs> six weeks in the summer, you can't beat that. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably the real reason. Grant, you mentioned there, um, yeah, your five aside. Who's the best person you played five aside football with? The best person I played five aside. Um, and remember, Brian will be listening. Yes, yes. I'm, 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 I'm taking you know. Apart from yourself, Russell. I, well, yes. Apart from yourself, and uh, apart from Stephen there before he got injured. Um, best person I've ever played five aside football. It definitely wasn't Neil Farkin anyway. No, he's a dirty have you got the bleeper on? Um, <laughs> it, it's a best footballer. There was a guy I'll tell you, it's now coming coming back to me. Uh, way, way back when I was at uh, Buclair Academy, we used to play five aside football a lot and uh, there was a guy there that played uh, called Jerry Lyons and Jerry Lyons was unbelievably good, really, really skillful excellent player and uh, I think he's now, a, a, I haven't seen Jerry for years, but I think he's a head teacher somewhere. I think he's actually a, a super head teacher in charge of two schools in, in, in Glasgow. But I haven't seen him for like, uh, you know, 20, 30 years maybe. But he was, he was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player. And uh, I remember one morning uh, kind of lying in, in bed uh, and I was kind of thinking about Jerry Lyons, which is a very peculiar thing uh, to, to, to be doing. But I think he scored a goal, and I was actually kind of wondering, how did he do that? You know, I was, I was kind of, I kept on thinking, what was it, what was it he was doing that was, that was so good? But he was a brilliant player, lots of great guys. My mate John Allen, he plays football. He would never forgive me if I didn't mention him, but he's, he's done now. He's like you, Stephen. His knees are, are, are shot. So uh, he's, he's a good player. A guy called Colin Johnson was a good player. Uh, I've got to mention Brian Patterson, red teacher at Lindsay. He, okay, he doesn't tackle, he doesn't pass, he doesn't track back, uh, but he's an old guy. Okay, he's three years younger than me, but, he, you know, he's, he's, he, you can see once upon a time there was possibly uh, some, something there. So I played with a, a lot of good players over the year, played with a lot of hopeless players over the years as well. <laughs> but hey, you know, let's not mention Neil Farker again. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> okay, yeah, so um, think about um, role models. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you've had 38 years in, the, in, the, in education. Who do you think has the biggest impact on, on your career? And, um, and what kind of impact did that have on your teaching and learning? Yeah, it, I, I started thinking about 
teachers that have, have worked with over the years and, and maybe what they've done. But sadly, I couldn't really come up with anything. Um, and so I had to go a bit further back. And I thought, like, you know, what, what is a good teacher? Uh, and I, I started thinking back to my own school days because, you know, everybody or nearly everyone's been to school. And, and we all know what a good teacher is. At the age of 12, you know, you're in a classroom sitting there, you know, a new teacher comes in the door, hello class, um, you know, Mr. Emery or whatever. And, and they know, 12-year-olds know, within about five to ten minutes, if they've got a good teacher on their hands. So I don't think it's, it's, it's rocket science. So I went back to my, my own school days back in the 1970s um, uh, at Kirky High School. I had a, a geography teacher called Jimmy McClelland. And he was a brilliant, brilliant teacher, absolutely brilliant. Um, he was in total control of the class. Now, he wasn't shouting and bawling and ranting and raving all the time, but he was in control. It was his classroom. Uh, he had great rapport with the pupils. He treated us respectfully, uh, fairly. Uh, the lessons were always fun. They were interesting. He was a really funny, funny guy. Um, really, really popular, nice guy. So I thought back on him and I thought, he's, 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 a, he's one of the best teachers I've ever, I've, I've ever seen. Um, he also hit you really hard with a big leather belt if you, you didn't behave. Uh, no, no messing about with Jimmy McClelland. Um, you didn't mess with him. Uh, and I've always tried to be like Jimmy McClelland, apart from hitting children with big leather, leather belts. Uh, but if I, could just, if I could just clarify to people probably under the age of 50, uh, being belted by, by teachers uh, when I was at school was not illegal. Uh, and, and it was really common. Um, it, it, was, it was just part of the 1970s educational zeitgeist. You, you couldn't avoid getting the belt. I was good. I was nice. And I remember getting the belt uh, in PE. Uh, I think it was day one of PE at Kirky High, 1972. Uh, and I think we were getting changed and... One guy was singing, I think he was a Rangers supporter, you know, Rangers, Rangers, uh, whatever it was. And uh, a guy called uh, Alec Dingwall was the principal teacher of PE. And uh, he came in, he goes, uh, right, gentlemen, uh, just everyone line up outside the games hall. Uh, and uh, once you're changed, so we lined up outside the games hall and belted every single one of us before our first lesson of PE uh, because one person was uh, singing. Um, Actually, the belt was banned in Scotland um, in 1982. My very first day of teaching, the belt was banned. So uh, I never got the opportunity to, to belt pupils myself. <laughs> and uh, to be quite honest, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad uh, about that. It's probably not a good thing. Although a lot of old teachers would probably say, well, it never did me any harm, any harm, any harm, any harm, any harm, any harm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just a, just a just different times. But Jimmy McClelland, fantastic teacher, had everything. I know you were obviously speaking about Jimmy um, Grant and saying that how good he was at building rapport with the, the pupils and building relationships. Obviously, I've just started out my teaching career uh, and where I feel I've been successful as an NQT is by building these positive relationships within the classroom. So what do you feel that where you have been successful as a teacher? And what makes you a great teacher? Have I been? I would like to think I've been successful. I mean, if, if I left teaching in the summer 
after 38 years and looking back and think, well, that was a bit rubbish. It's sort of a waste of a life. So I, I would like to think I've been successful. Others might disagree. I would like to think uh, I, did, I did something uh, right uh, along the way. What makes a great teacher like somebody like Jimmy McClelland? Well, as I said, good class control, good knowledge of your subject, good uh, rapport, um, an ability to have a laugh, a sense of humour, teaching pupils uh, with, with respect. Um, you've got to try and make your lessons fun and interesting. Uh, that said, I know it's not always possible. I know we've all, maybe last piece on a Friday, so I said, look, get the books out and start writing about Scotland's exploits in the 1974 World Cup or whatever it happens to be. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a tough job. You're, you're on show, you're performing for, you know, four, five, six hours a day, five days a week. There can't be many jobs like that where you are, 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 are doing that. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think we should beat ourselves up too much about, you know, the odd lesson that maybe isn't as good as you thought it would be. But certainly I think if you can break up your lessons into smaller chunks, so you're maybe not standing at the board for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I would say if I'm standing at the board for more than five minutes, you know, there's something wrong and, you know, it should always be trying to do something to maybe break up the lesson, whether that's showing a video clip or, or, or doing something like that. I think sometimes doing daft things um, is also quite, you know, it's quite fun. An example I would give would be, uh, I'm a chemistry teacher, as you know, and occasionally uh, children drop things, you know, beakers, test tubes, not deliberately, I would hope, but things break. So every time something breaks, like a, a test tube in my classroom, I've got a wee clip from YouTube uh, that I put on, a wee musical clip uh, by a guy called Nick Lowe. Um, and it's from uh, a hit they had in 1978. It's called I Love the Sound of Breaking Glass. Virtually nobody knows this, this song. Every time somebody breaks a test tube, that comes on. And it's just daft things like that. And I like the idea. The thing that I quite like is that not only does it break up the lesson, it's, it's a bit funny, although it does wear a bit thin once some kid has broken about 87 test tubes because he likes the song. Um, but I like the idea that my kids are, are, are leaving that classroom. They're probably sitting at home just now. And if somebody ever said on who wants to be a millionaire, uh, what's the million pound question? Who had a hit song in 1978 with I Love the Sound of Baking Glass? Nick Lowe, Nick Lowe, Nick Lowe. Where did you learn that? Oh, Mr. McKenzie, my chemistry teacher taught me that. Do you know any chemistry? No, I don't know any chemistry, but I know Nick Lowe uh, played that song. So it's just daft wee things like that that yeah. you maybe try to kind of break up lessons. So, I mean, just, just building on from that, um, you mentioned there, you know, being fun, having good uh, fun lessons in there. You know, I've, I've known you now for 12 years since I've been at Lindsay and been on some ski trips with you. And I think everyone in the, in the, in the school knows that you're a, a funny guy and a good, good charisma. How important is that as a teacher? And can new teachers learn that? Or, you know, do you have any advice to staff on how they can keep their lessons fun and kind of more relaxed? Yeah, well, if it's, if it's any consolation to any young teachers who are listening to this, or, or any teachers, I, I was pretty terrible when I first started teaching. When I first started teaching in Danoon Grammar School back in 82, um, I, I found it really, really, really hard going, and I was ready for chucking it after maybe the first two or, 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 or three weeks. Um, I mean, things like class control, uh, that's, that's, that's a big thing. You've, you've got to, I, I think you've got to have a big personality 
Uh, you've got to try and kind of dominate the class. I don't mean dominate as in shout and ball. I, I rarely shout and ball at kids, but I think they know that I'm in charge of the class. And again, if you go back to when you were a pupil yourself, you know, if you were a pupil yourself, just think what it was like when you were at school. What was that good teacher? I've talked about Jimmy McClelland. And try and try and copy them. Think of all the, the good things. How, how, how come in, you know, Jimmy McClelland's class, kids weren't swinging from the light? It wasn't just because, you know, he, he gave them the, the belt. You knew that he was, he, was the, he was the boss. So I would say to you teachers, you know, stick in there, prepare your lessons, absolutely. But, you know, we things like, you know, watch out for, you know, guys or girls in your class, uh, you know, trying to dominate the class, you know, shouting out in class, uh, stuff like that. You've got to, I would suggest, nip that in the bud. You don't need to be nasty about it. You say, uh, excuse me, John, uh, please don't talk when I'm talking. It's disrespectful. I'll get to you shortly. Um, but what I very often do, particularly at the very beginning when I'm a class, uh, and I do that, I'll then try the earliest opportunity of, of the wee guy that has kind of been the annoying guy, the guy that you've sussed out as the, the, the class clown, and every class has one. Um, if you can then sort of say, oh, maybe, oh, John, that was, oh, what was the answer to that question? That was, did you hear what John said about that? That was a, that was a fantastic, that was a fantastic answer. And so John's a bit bemused by all this. Here's this new guy in the class who's kind of giving him a row for shouting out, but then next minute is kind of, you know, praising him and telling him he's really doing well. And I think when pupils can see that, never underestimate the power of praise, but I think it's got to be done in a genuine sort of way. I think to go in and say, oh, you've all done re really well, or if they've coloured in, you know, a wee bit of paper and you said, oh, that's absolutely brilliant. So I think praise has got to be, has got to be genuine. So, you know, think of good teachers, good teachers that you work with. Think of teachers that you maybe had at school. Copy them and steal their best qualities um, and try and amalgamate all these into your, your, your own lessons. Uh, but I think it's got to suit your own personality, Russell. I think it's got to, you know, you've got to be true to yourself. If you're not naturally a, a funny guy, then don't don't try and be funny if you're, if you're not funny. But, you know, that's that's just, you know, the, the way it is. I would say charisma is, is the icing on the cake. Uh, if you don't have natural charisma, then I, I would suggest you could maybe just pretend that you, that you do. Um, teachers have got to be good actors. A lot of the time, it's, it, it's an act. Uh, you know, we pretend we're angry sometimes, but we're not really that, that angry, but we're doing it to maybe get control uh, of, of the class. Um, so if you're naturally charismatic, and or if you're even pretending to be charismatic and you've got all the other qualities and attributes or most of the attributes uh, that I've mentioned before, uh, then teaching is, is probably a good good career move. So just obviously, I've heard of all these ski trips that you've been on, Grant, um, your involvement, the whole school activities. Um, I've, seen I've, not said a word. I've not said a word, Grant. Well, Russell, what, what, what goes on in Alp Duez stays in Alp Duez. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you've presented at a number of school shows, so how important do you feel that being involved in the wider school is for, for teachers, young teachers, or just any teachers in general coming through with you? Would you recommend? Yeah, I, I would say that, that what goes on outside the classroom is equally important, maybe more so than what goes on uh, inside the classroom. Uh, again, <laughs> Going, going, looking back uh, on, on my own school days, 
I can barely remember a lesson. Now, obviously, I must have remembered something. You know, obviously, I got a few qualifications under my belt, went on, went to university, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so obviously, you know, stuff went in. But I don't have too many memories of actual classroom experiences, apart from, you know, things like, you know, Jimmy McClelland and so on. I'm not saying my lessons were terrible, far from it, you know, the, the ones that I saw at school. But it's, these are not the things I remember from school. People say, tell me about your school days. I don't immediately go to, oh, well, I was doing these calculations in chemistry back in 1974, and I got eight out of 10. I remember things like having a laugh with my mates, the, you know, going to school dances, uh, playing, playing in the, the, the school football team, uh, doing extracurricular activities. I mean, I didn't go on many school trips. I don't think school trips, particularly abroad, were as common then. I don't think, well, we certainly do. I, my parents didn't certainly have enough money. But that's, that's the fond memories that I have, the extracurricular activities. And I mean, the stuff that I do in the school over the years, I mean, to be quite honest, I, I don't do it for the pupils. I don't, I don't think, oh, yes, I must do this because it's really important for the pupils. I do this because I genuinely enjoy it. And it just so happens that it's probably quite good fun for the, the kids as well. You talked about the talent shows and me uh, comparing the, the, the shows over the years. Uh, we did Blind Date. Uh, we did Battle of the Bands and stuff. Uh, and, and bizarrely, uh, pupils keep on coming up to me, the chemistry base, and sort of say, oh, will you, will you be the compare, uh, you know, for, for the show? And as the years have gone on, I've, I've always say to them, I said, look, guys, I said, can you not get somebody else? I mean, seriously, I will not be in the least bit offended. No, 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 no. We want, we want you to do it. Um, so uh, I think uh, it will be somebody else, Stephen, next year. So when the schools reopen, so if you play your card right, <laughs> you could be up there making a total uh, full, of, full of yourself. Um, as far as the, the, the school trips are, are concerned, uh, I've been in so many in the UK and abroad with various schools over the year. A couple spring to mind. Uh, canoeing down the Ardèche Gorge uh, has been, I did that two or three times. That's been absolutely, that, that, was, that was brilliant. And as, as you said, Russell, the, the ski trips, I mean, I've lost count of the number of ski trips that I've been on. Uh, to see young people making new friendships, learning new skills, uh, becoming more resilient and, and independent and having fun. I mean, it's really, really rewarding and, and it's, it's, it's brilliant. It's great fun for, for everybody. Uh, and um, as you know, uh, we get on these school trips for free, Russell. So yes, again, another reason to become a teacher. <laughs> Just before um, Stephen asks you the kind of last question, I've just, I've just gonna, another question sprung to my mind there. Um, so apologies for springing it on you here. Yeah, right. um, what, what are you going to miss about Lindsay? What's, what's going to be the, the biggest thing you're going to miss? That's, that, that's, I think, going, going back to what you, 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 I said at the very, very start, the, the, the kind of uh, sort of camaraderie and the banter and the friendships among staff. Um, many many of I mean actually teaching I mean some days you know not not every day but there are some days when you maybe have a class and the lesson is brilliant you're having a laugh the children are learning I mean I, I can't think of a, a better job when that happens don't get me wrong I have never woken up in my 38 day teaching career and thought brilliant I'm going to school today not <laughs> once not once and uh, at any time I'm playing golf, I've, I'm not much of a golfer. Uh, but then again, I don't practice or play that much. Uh, but, I, I, 
you know, somebody once told me that uh, as I've been kind of hacking around in the golf course and getting upset and somebody once said, uh, you know, a bad day on the golf course is better than a good day at work. And uh, I think that probably is, is, is true. But um, yeah, I, I, will, I will miss a, a lot, but it's time to move on. And interesting that this lockdown that we've been in uh, over the past uh, few, few, few months um, I suppose that's me just giving a wee taster of what it might be like. Uh, but the good thing is, hopefully in the not-too-distant future, I'll be retired. Um, I'll be able to play five-a-side football with my pals. Uh, I'll be able to go to the pub and have a couple of wee lemonades on a Friday night. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really, really looking forward uh, to, to that. And in March, uh, I was 60 in March, uh, just before the lockdown. And um, I got my bus pass. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've not been on a bus yet. I've had a chance to go on a bus. So sometimes I'm going for the daily walks around uh, Bears Den, you know, with a family, and I, I see buses going past. Uh, I kind of think, you know, maybe one day I'll be able to get in a bus for free and, and go to exotic places like Easter House. Um, so, yeah, these, these, these are the things that I've got to look forward to. But I have very, very happy memories of, of Lindsay Academy. So, as this could be maybe your last um, interaction with some of your colleagues, Grant, um, at Lindsay, just final words before we finish up. So, I'd like you to maybe tell us a teaching story or share some sort of an experience that stuck with you um, and has been a source of amusement. Oh, there's been lots of sources of amusement, but... um, Keep it clean, Grant, keep it clean. I'll keep it clean, right, okay. I told you about my very first day teaching going up to Dunoon Grammar School, the day the belt was banned. Uh, and I, 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 I taught for a, a couple of periods uh, and I was feeling very, very pleased with myself. I thought I'd done really, really well. As I say, it'd be quite nerve wracking, but I think I'd got, got through it. Uh, but after a couple of periods, uh, it was playtime or, or interval, as I think they call it now. And uh, I was in the staff room. And I, I, was, I was sort of boasting to the teachers who'd been asking, well, how's your, how's your first couple of, of lessons? Because there were a lot of new teachers, like 15 new teachers starting the noon grammar school there. So uh, they were saying, oh, how's your first couple of periods? I said, it was really, really, really good. I, I thought I did, I did really, really well. And then one person pointed out that my uh, zip of my fly or my trousers uh, was undone. So I'd be teaching uh, for two periods with my, 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 my flies uh, undone. Uh, I've never forgotten that, uh, and to be quite honest, I don't think the children of Dunoon uh, have forgotten that either. Uh, fortunately, I was wearing uh, clean underpants, um, so I think I, I think I, I think I, I got away with uh, that one. Uh, but that said, it's just this has just sprung to, sprung to mind. Uh, I sometimes start lessons uh, with my own classes now. You know, maybe a first year will come in, and you'll say, uh, "Hello, I'm Miss McKenzie. I'm your your uh, new science teacher or chemistry teacher this year." I uh, hope we're going to get on really well. I'm sure we will be no problems at all. However, I've got a few rules uh, for you. And I think the pupils are quite often expecting, oh, yeah, here's the rules. You know, first day at school, every teacher tells them their school rules. So I said, here's the rules. But I'll start with now. Here's the most important rule, rule number one. If you ever see me with my zip of my trousers undone, please tell me. Will you do that? <laughs> and I'll go around each pupil in turn saying, Will you tell me? Will you tell me? And I get them all agree to agree that uh, if my zip is undone, they'll tell you. I mean, I would like to think that, you know, that's what you know, anybody, normal person would do. You wouldn't want to see somebody wandering about with their you know, underpants and show. 
so that's that's just uh, one thing. So that's usually a pretty good icebreaker uh, as well. Not not recommended for everybody, but if you think you've got the personality and the dare I say it charisma to get away with it, then you could maybe do that. Uh, there have been lots of mad stories uh, over the years. Uh, too many to mention, um, but I'll, I'll just I'll pick I'll pick one to to, to finish with. Um, I'll change the person's name. Uh, there was a boy in my class called John who never did his homework. Uh, he was a really nice guy, really nice guy, but he, he never did his, his, his homework. And, and he was always really surprised when I would say, John, you've, you've not done your, 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 your homework. He said, oh, oh, and he would always come up with bizarre uh, excuses uh, as to why he hadn't done his homework or, or handed it in. I mean, things like, uh, I had my school bag on my back and I was riding uh, through Kirky Main Street, Street on my bicycle and this hedgehog jumped out in front of me and I had to brake and I went over the handlebars and my bag fell off and it went into the canal and floated away. This is the kind of stuff that he was coming away with. Bizarre, bizarre stuff. Although secretly I was, I was quite impressed with his, with, his, with his fertile imagination. But anyway, one day, John, um, uh, he failed to do his homework uh, yet again. And I, I was a wee bit irritated. I said, like, for, for goodness sake, John, what's, what's your excuse this time? And he said, I swear to you, this is true. He said, my grandfather ate my homework. Not dog, not my dog ate my homework, but my grandfather ate my homework. But the best part of this story, in my mind, was he did have his grandfather staying with him at the time. And his grandfather had dementia. And I found out later on, his grandfather had genuinely eaten his, his, his homework. Um, so that made me laugh. I still gave him a punishment exercise, uh, but it was, a, it was a good laugh anyway. So that was my uh, final Lensy Academy uh, story uh, that I, I wanted to share with you. Maybe on a night out, I'll see if we can come up with some of the, the madder uh, stories like, uh, you know, when uh, I was on a school trip and uh, pupils were done for shoplifting at our school and Euro Disney and the kids who put a brick through a window uh, and uh, had to go down to the police station to bail them out. Obviously, none of this ever happened at Lenzie Academy. Uh, but yeah, happy, happy times and maybe we'll share that. But it's been an absolute pleasure, guys, uh, talking to you. And hopefully uh, some of that has been useful to uh, younger um, teachers who are contemplating a career in, uh, in teaching. Grant, I've taken something from it already, is make sure on a night out I'm not going out with you or Russell. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Grant, I mean, on behalf of Stephen and I, uh, it's been a pleasure.